Interrupting our usual program today, we share a conversation from Pikta Meets, a film series where Pikta experts meet innovators whose work is transforming our world. This episode discusses the evolution of the luxury industry and explores trends that have changed over recent years. Joining us are Stanislas de Carcis, former CEO of Cartier and Van Cleve & Arpels, and Caroline Rail, head of premium brands at Big Asset Management. To view the full video, head over to group.bigdes.bigdemeets or follow the link in the episode description. A great definition of luxury was the definition of Jean-Louis Dumas, the president of Hermès, who said, the luxury is what you repair. And there's a fantastic opportunity with a second-hand, pre-owned, uh, pre-loved. Welcome, everyone, to Pictet Meets. My name is Caroline Rail. I'm the lead manager of the Premium Brands Fund at Pictet Asset Management. Today, we'll be talking about the evolution of the luxury industry. It seems luxury has always been part of human history and was able to continue and grow despite wars, economic crisis, natural disasters, and reflects our constant search for excellence and differentiation. At the same time, the industry is facing new challenges and a much more complex environment today, with significant disruptions derived from technology, changing consumer behaviors, and new social values. So luxury needs to adapt. With that in mind, in this edition of Picta Meets, we are joined by Stanislas de Kertiz, former CEO of Cartier and Van Cleef and Apples, both part of the Richmond Group, one of the greatest luxury conglomerates in the world. So Stanislas, it is a great honor to have you today. Welcome. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you. Thank you very much. You, you have been working for more than 25 years in the luxury industry at the helm of the most coveted brands. So to start with, please tell us a little bit about your personal story. What are the main skills or, or personal inclinations needed to achieve such positions? And, and is there a defining moment in your life that shaped your, your attitude to business leadership? Yes, Caroline, I think, you know, there, there, there are important beliefs uh, and values. Um, my beliefs are, one, entrepreneurship. I believe that entrepreneurship is key to create values, to create impact and to build talent. The second one is excellence. I very much believe in excellence. And you remember what uh, Nelson Mandela said in life, I never fail, I learn or I win. We are permanently improving. In fact, the tech today is helping us to understand that because our computer, your cell phone, your Tesla is always improving month after month. So if there's a new tech, why don't you improve yourself? Third one is meaning. Uh, what we are doing, our commitment needs to have a lot of meaning. So that's why we I'll always check that what we are doing is bringing a lot of value as a great mission and a great vision. Uh, fourth, impact. It's vital to have impact 
obviously financially, but also uh, economically, socially, and environmentally. And fifth, I very much believe in teams. I think, you know, if you want to scale up, uh, we need to have a strong team. The, 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 the stronger we are together, and we need also it's key to have transmission. So in your experience, uh, Stanislas, like for the story of Cartier, which has become an absolute iconic brand, what are the key considerations when you develop a brand to make it successful? That's not an easy one. <laughs> yes, I mean, <clears throat> there, there's, you know, one is creativity. You need to be extremely creative because you need to create an emotion, a wow effect. Uh, second, you need to build desirability and trust and forever. You need always to improve your creativity, always to improve your desirability, and always to improve trust. In the past, the only way to build trust was time. That's why all of us, we said, we have been created since 1906, since 1848, because we said, we've been there through many, many generations, many years. Uh, we have been survived wars, you know, economic crisis. Obviously, we are excellent. People are judging you on your ability to repair. So after sales service is key because you build trust because you know you're going to repair to be able, you know, Vachon Constantin been able to, to, to repair over 100 years. So they're, they're repaired forever. And also your price in the secondary market is key. If the price is going up, it's a good sign. If the price are going down, it's proof that your desirability is decreasing. And always if we see idea, it's more than yesterday, less than tomorrow. So it's a never ending improvement process Uh, to build desirability, creativity, and trust. Behind the desire for products, I also wonder if there isn't a, a story that is needed to, to, to make these objects truly unique in the eye of the consumers. You know, when you think about uh, Hermès, you associate the brand with uh, saddlery, horses, and craftsmanship. The Chanel numéro 5 perfume is associated with Marilyn Monroe, etc., etc. So I was wondering if the story also behind the brand, uh, uh, behind the luxury brand, uh, is not absolutely key for the success long-term of, of, of that brand. Would you agree with that, Stanislav? Absolutely agree with you, Caroline. That's because the storytelling is key because it's creating an emotion. And also, it's usually jewelry or watches or luxury product offer for luck for for to sign of a sign of love and friendship. And you can, when you have it, you can also express to your friends, oh, what is the story? For example, the the, the Trinity ring for Cartier is love, loyalty, fidelity. Uh, so obviously, all all that is very important because that it's add value. The idea is always to add value uh, of the of the of the of, of your creations. Let's now talk about a theme which is very dear to your heart, sustainability and environment. Gucci is uh, going fur-free, so is Canada Goose, by the way. Uh, Prada launched the Green Island project recently, uh, creating products out of recycled nylon. So do you think the luxury industry is doing enough today? And what would be, in your view, the measures that, that the luxury industry should take to make a difference and to show the example to, to the broader fashion industry. A great definition of luxury was the definition of Jean-Louis Dumas, the president of Hermès, who said, the luxury is what you repair. And there's a fantastic opportunity with a second-hand, pre-owned, uh, pre-loved. 
If you think of it, you know, the Earth has been pre-loved. We are not the first one, the last one on the Earth. So it's a fantastic opportunity. I've seen that when I was the president of Cartier in America. I saw Tourneau, I watched Dealer, and I said, what are the best sellers? Told me number one, Rolex, number two, pre-owned, number three, Cartier. I said, wow, pre-owned, number two. It's a major challenge for all of us, but we never had, Caroline, so much tech in the world. Never. We never had so much money in the world. And we never had so much entrepreneurial spirit in the world. And that's fabulous because the combination of tech, uh, entrepreneurial spirit and money is, is finding solutions. A lot of solutions come from startups. As you know, it's for, forbidden now in France to destroy unsold items. There was a big scandal a few years back, but Burberry's was uh, attacked because they were they burned uh, hundreds of thousands of pounds of material. You have Revalorem, a new startup that dismantling manually the unsold luxury product and giving back to the company 90% of the material. You have Restory, based in London. So uh, uh, you have an item, you don't know how to repair it. Restory will put you in contact with somebody that will repair your item. You have Clear Fashion, a startup that uh, uh, gives you criteria, uh, a KPI to see how good you are uh, 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 on the market for the for the environment, saying this has this has a better impact for the environment than this one. So it's helping all the brands and maisons to have a better impact year on year. All right. Thank you very much. Now let's talk about the, the future uh, and how you see luxury being redefined. So um, luxury is not just about products we buy or wear. Uh, we have seen that it is a mindset. I was wondering, what do you think will be the next big trends within the luxury industry? And if you think co the COVID pandemic has changed anything on the dynamics of the industry? Well, I think the, the, the idea is that... Uh, Uh, the pandemic has just transcended the luxury because it's uh, the best way to express love and friendship. Um, uh, I think obviously now, the, for in terms of expansion, uh, the digital is helping uh, dramatically and fantastically the opportunities because now you can, with e-commerce, you can access the world. You can sell 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's fantastic. So I think, you know, for, for me, I believe that the, the, the future is brilliant because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's about expressing love and friendship, but there's more and more people and there's, you know, the world is getting wealthier. Um, now, the, the new dimension will be more conscious about the environment and the impact of the environment. So the, this is really the new revolution. This revolution is about Uh, mastering, conquering uh, a, a positive impact on the environment and reassuring the clients on the long-term value. It's fabulous. Absolutely. Well, thank you very, very much, Tanislas, for this uh, very insightful conversation. And with that, um, um, I thank you again very much. Thank you, Caroline.